Hello, hello. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit Alpha Female Podcast. We are your hosts, Alicia and Sarah, bunch of boss bitches. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done uh, an open like lifestyle Q&A with you guys. And so we both posted a question box on our Instagram story, posted in our Facebook community. We got a few questions from you guys. So we're just going to be going through that and then of course, I'm sure like we'll go off on like rambles on different topics uh, too as well. So Sarah, I think we should start with like your first question just because it's like more of a lighthearted one. And I feel like it's a good one to like get us into everything, which I really yeah. like the question. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, what is our favorite thing about each other? I feel like we're like such a good combo. I know. Honestly, track man. <laughs> we do. We honestly, we we, I don't know. We just bounce off each other well, and yeah. I think just like my weaknesses are like held up better by your strength, <laughs> and then vice versa. That is so true. Oh my god, I've never heard anything so true. <laughs> I was gonna say like we're. So- we're alike, but yet we're different. You know what I mean by that? Like we're so alike, but yet we're so different, you know, which is just crazy, you know? Yeah, no, I I think, I think I just like how like willing you are to do anything. Like you're not really picky. Like, Mm -hmm. so you're just easy and fun to be around. Like it's not hard to be around you. That's like a big thing for me. That's how I know. Like I'm good friends with somebody is when I can just like sit and hang out and not feel like, you know, we need to say or do anything. Like it's yeah. fun regardless. Yep. And like our conversations are always really easy and super fun. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're, we both are very non judgmental people. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is like, I think like one of the, that's like the top reason like why we click like so well is because yeah. I think we both had that value going into like creating our friendship and we both like didn't realize we both had that viewpoint until we got to know each other more and then that's why it worked so well but yeah no I mean I always like to and that's a big thing it's kind of funny for me like always I always wanted to be that person where I could just everyone could be like chill around me you know and like have a good good vibes chill like not have to worry about it I don't like hanging around people who you feel like you always have to do something or like you always have to you know have stuff planned for instance so I totally get that I would say hmm my favorite thing about Sarah oh my god I have like a few different areas here so much (laughs) (laughs) Sarah is like the older sister that I never had you know in the sense of like you know kicking my ass when I need it or just being like supportive you know in every single way the non-judgmental thing is like by far the you know the utmost important thing to me just because when I did step out of my comfort zone this past year and I, you know, I didn't really know who was going to stay like in my corner, what people were going to think, uh, you were like, definitely like one of the first people that I actually told, you know, when I was doing stuff like, like pull, yeah, with all that stuff. Um, and she was the most supportive, like out of, out of anyone I can confidently say like right off the rip, like I have people who are like supporting me now with it after they've learned more, which is totally fine. But Sarah was always like there, like from the beginning and supported it, which was awesome. And then on top of that, um, 
I would say, and I've said this above all, and we've mentioned this on the podcast, I just love how you're really good at um, reading the vibe just of everything, you know, of people, uh, no, just like parties, situations, everything like that, because that's opened up my oh, yeah. like relationships to environment, all this stuff. Um, so that's huge too. I love, cause for me, I'm the exact opposite where I'm kind of just like, go with the flow, go right in woo, and kind of just like take off. And then Sarah's just been like, oh, okay, like <laughs> take it down or like evaluate this. And she's noticed things like a lot more than I have too. So that's really like implored me to open up my eyes and like start like being more, um, evaluate people more, you know, and like, yeah, absorb, uh, be more observant too. Um, so that's been pretty awesome, uh, as well. And I love how funny you are too. Like I say, (laughs) there's always so much fun like, we can just sit. And I just love again, how we can like sit and just chill and have an awesome time. Or we can like literally go out and have an awesome time too. And either way we're like, cool with it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. We always match each other's vibe pretty well. Yep. Yeah. So, and again, like I've just realized like how rare it is to have that relationship too. And I know a lot of people don't and, or they don't realize what it's like to actually have a friendship like that. So that's Mm -hmm. been another big thing for me this past year that I've recognized. Oh yeah, definitely. I've never had like a friendship like this either Mm -hmm. where like, there's no judgment there's just like somebody that like supports you even like if you've done something really shitty like they still support you and they still like eh, you know what you're gonna move on it's gonna be okay like and yeah. make you feel better about it like it's it's very really rare to have somebody like especially like when it comes to girls it's really rare to have like somebody that will be like your ride or die and like mm-hmm. make sure like you're good in all aspects of your life yep yep totally agree and just for like all the women out there too like it is like very possible to have that sort of friendship that's definitely something I used to not even realize that I could have right I thought that it was normal to have the judgment we kind of normalize it in a way like judgment you know acting similar to friends showing up um to go out and like be your own person and start doing things that you want to do uh, without worrying about the acceptance or the approval of your close friends and family is definitely a very hard, like mental block to get through. But at the end of the day, just know that if they're true and they are true to you and the relationship that you guys have they're they're going to support you all the way. Right. They might have like questions, concerns. Um, that's totally fine, but they shouldn't like degrade you in any way or make you feel bad about doing something that lights you up, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly, though. Um, I'm trying to think of like other questions that we've gotten even. Um, I know for me, one that I that I got a while ago was um, how to s- kind of almost like set the standard, but also like set like boundaries around um, current friends that you have that you've let it be acceptable of like judgment. You know what I mean? Um, I've gotten that before where it's like, well, I've had these friends forever. Um, they've always judged me this and that I've let them kind of push me around. They think that it's okay now, you know, that they're like looking out for me. I want to set new standards, especially since it's a new year, people are probably reevaluating, wanting better relationships. What's like the first step to doing that? Or how do I go about that conversation? Mm, Yeah, I think, um, it's hard. And I've gotten a little bit better at it. I used to be just the type where um, it's either all or nothing in that type of friendship. I'm either like, like 
they're my, you know, friend or they're either not my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a lot better at it because I do understand like there are some people that genuinely like care about you. Um, but I think one piece of advice is only let them um, give you advice on something that you look up to them for. Yeah. So let's say that you really value um, their relationship with their family. Let them give you advice on that type of stuff. But then if you don't really value their relationship with their spouse or their um, like partner, don't um, let them give you advice on that type of stuff. Like, obviously, if they're going to give you advice on it, like, great, but only take it with so much weight versus like if you really value the way that their relationship is with their family, really take a lot of what they're saying um, kind of like deeper versus like, if you don't really respect their relationship with their partner and they're trying to give you advice on that, um, take it at like, obviously take the advice, like, and don't, don't be rude about it, but at the same time, just like, be like, yeah, I'm not gonna, in your head, be like, yeah, this isn't going to be something that I, you know, start to portray in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like people need to listen to that advice more so when it comes to their career and job because everyone and their mom is like gonna tell you what you should do, um, even when it just comes to living your life. But I think a big mm-hmm. thing is people often lis- listen to their parents or their siblings or people in their family because I don't know. For me, it was like, oh, you grow up in a society where family is gonna say that what's best for you. You should, you know, look up to those people or want, you know, what quote unquote the average person does. But if your family isn't living the life that you truly want for yourself. Why are you listening to their advice on what you should do with your career, you know, job? If your family isn't doing the exact career that they're super passionate about, they're super successful at, they're financially good with everything. Like you shouldn't be getting financial advice or career advice from them. um, Exactly. From, and that's why like I, you know, really looked out for mentors in the beginning of like starting a business and everything too. It was because no one else in my family had done that before. Um, obviously, you know, they could have some good like bits and pieces here and there of helpful advice, but they're not going to be the people that I go for, for how to start a business or entrepreneurship or, you know, the hard part of it, this and that. Uh, and I still get that from family members currently where it's like, you know, oh, you're working so much, you're working so hard. Is it really worth it? Do you really want it? And to me, I'm like, you just, you don't understand. Like you don't, yep. you've never loved something so much. Obviously, like you don't, love your career that much if you were to say something like that because people who do know that you would do freaking anything for it you know that you'd go so far and so totally agree with that and I would say I think that if you let people cross your boundaries for a really long time but you're serious about setting them down you need to have like a sit-down conversation with them you you can't do it over text you can't I mean, if they're distant, then I guess like a phone call or a FaceTime call do, but like if you need to like meet with them in person, if you can, um, and just be like raw and honest, uh, make sure that you open up like the floor to them for them to express their feelings and where you're coming out. Because at the end of the day, like you could have been crossing a boundary and you had no idea either. And maybe they didn't feel comfortable bringing it up as well. So always just open it up. I would express like your goals, the life that you want for yourself, the new boundaries that you're, you're creating and that you will stick to. Um, and you need to hold yourself to those boundaries. If you stick that and you have that conversation, but then you back off, um, they're not going to take you seriously. And that's why a lot of people in relationships, romantic or not, um, 
will go back and kind of, uh, they'll be like, oh, my boyfriend kept doing this or this, my girlfriend kept doing this and this. And it's like, well, if you never, if you weren't serious or you never stuck to those boundaries or goals, like to them, it's just like, oh, they're not serious. They're just, it's like when our parents or people say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go back on a diet. It's just like, oh, you've quit all those other times. So why, why are you going to stay on track this time? You know? Yeah, no, exactly. No. And I think those are like, I think this is like really good piece like that we're talking about right now, because I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, and we've talked about this in other, um, podcasts, just like, you don't understand, like, that somebody's been crossing a boundary for so long because you didn't put your like worth first and you didn't you also just like took like especially like when it comes like family or like friends that you've had forever you think that like their opinion means the most and that like their opinion and their advice is going to like help you grow and get to your furthest like self but like if if pieces of themselves if they aren't happy in those those you know, areas that you're asking for advice, how can you expect to grow um, with that advice? So like what Alicia said, is like, if you don't have um, people in your, you know, circle that are, you know, in love with their, their job or successful in that or whatever, go find mentorship in that. Like um, I've gotten in, like gotten mentorship for like family issues like with a therapist. So like, if you have, you know, things that you're struggling with and like, you would normally go to like a parent for whatever, I strongly suggest getting some type of mentorship, whether that be with, um, you know, fitness, nutrition, um, you know, a therapist, uh, anything along those lines, like that's going to help you because it's someone who's unbiased to your, um, situation and especially like when it comes to like mentorship with you know your professional life um they're going to be the type of people that are going to tell you how it is and not feel bad about hurting your feelings or making you feel like holy shit I'm not doing enough to you know get there because your family's probably like even if your family is supporting you in something that you're doing they aren't going like they're going to give you like they're going to give you a break here and there. They're going to be like, oh, it's okay that you didn't do this. It's going to be okay. It's no big deal. Versus like a mentor, they're going to say like, nah, we got to we gotta work harder. We got to be doing something different. They're always, they're going to be pushing you regardless of um, like where, I guess your emotions are at. Obviously some different situations are different, but for the most part, like where like your family would falter your mentor will definitely take that space and help you grow because I do want growth for you. Yep. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I think another big part too, this was something I used to really struggle with is by setting those boundaries. Um, you might be worried that you're going to lose people, um, that you're going to upset people, that people are, are going to judge you for setting those boundaries to, you know, maybe not believe in the boundaries or the new things that you want in your life. And they're going to say that they don't approve of them, that it's not something that, you know, quote unquote, we do, for instance, for family. Um, It's not something that like is approved of overall. That was a big thing for me was like worrying if I thought a certain way, if I said something that was with what I knew wasn't aligned with my friends or family's beliefs. 
um, that I was going to be shot down and that it was the wrong way to think. This has a lot to do with like how you're brought up as a child and really start to even think about, and this is something that I've started to do and it really makes you fucking question everything of your beliefs is like, think about all the beliefs you have, like whether it be politically, whether it be spiritually, everything, you know, um, you certain standards that you have for relationships or yourself. Like, why do you have those? Just question yourself. Like, where did that come from? Do you yeah. actually believe that? Or do you feel like you should believe that? You know, um, that's been so huge for me to where I'm like, I feel like I'm just becoming a, a new person almost and like really questioning everything and just trying to figure out, you know, what, what does Alicia actually believe? Not like what I was told, but like, what do I personally believe now that I am, you know, grown and classified as like an adult now, and once you start doing that, you're going to realize that there are certain beliefs and standards that you've put on yourself just due to your environment and the relationships that you have. Um, and then you're going to realize even more that you don't necessarily agree with those and that you need to change them. But in order to do yeah. that, you have to be okay with potentially losing people. Like you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with not pleasing everyone. You have to be okay with people not liking the quote unquote new you, because that is going to happen. Um, and in all reality, like it's not the new you, it's just the you that you've always been, but it's been scared for you to bring out, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you start doing that and then people are like, oh my God, how are you so confident? And it's just like, I'm not, I'm just really being myself. But yeah, maybe you're confident for bringing that person out. But that is like the biggest thing. And that's honestly like what I went through starting in like August of last year. And I've really started to bring it out more and more and more. And once you do though, um, let me just say like, it's hard work and you're going to go through struggles and disapprovals and everything. But on top of that, you really start to figure out who you are. And it's like the best feeling ever. You know, you feel yeah. like so liberated, free, um, and just free to like express yourself. I agree fully with that. And it's, it's really fun because I've seen Alicia grow through this, um, like time, like it's been so crazy, like, especially cause she was just saying like, yeah, I started exploring more of this in August. And I just like started noticing, like, she's just a lot more passionate about like her job, a lot more passionate about her life, a lot more just like, she seemed like just like a weight kind of like came off of her, but there was definitely like weeks in that time period where she was down in the dumps, like literally like broken, very, very, very broken. And it was hard as like her friend to like see her like that. But at the same time, like I've been there and I was like, she's going to come out of this just fine. And I think people need to understand like life it's not like if you are constantly staying in your comfort zone staying where people are approving you staying where there's no judgment and like stuff like that you can probably ride that for the rest of your life but you will never be like the type of happiness that you like think oh that's only in movies or like that's only for people that like you know have worked for it or whatever, the type of work that you should be doing and the type of work that's worth it is the ones where you're breaking down in your room. The ones where you're scared to death about losing a person in your life because of their disapproval or because of the way that they're starting to treat you now that you've like started doing something different. Like the hardest thing to do, and Alicia can attest this, I can attest this, people that have been through this, hardest thing to do is to disappoint people that you've tried to um please your whole entire life 
disappointing them literally breaks you and having people like tell you you're different or you've changed and like oh I don't like that you're doing this should you be doing this Mm -hmm. um oh like just like things along those lines like it's so hard and it is it makes you question like oh should I be doing this like maybe I shouldn't like even just taking this step like I'm stupid for wanting to do this like I guarantee you you're gonna once you start and it, it'll be slow at first because you're gonna you're not gonna want to jump right in you'll do small little things and you'll notice like little things along the way where you're like oh god this person I can tell that they're really unhappy with me you're gonna have moments in the next I'd say two three months uh, after making that first change where you're gonna have breakdowns a couple days at a time and you're gonna feel like you're questioning everything and questioning like what the fuck am I doing I guarantee you every single time you get over a day like that you're gonna feel more and more like yourself because you're gonna stop letting people tell you how to be you're gonna start finding confidence in like you know what I don't really necessarily care what this person thinks about me because you know, this, they are unhappy in their life. And it's like, why would I want that for myself? And you just start raising your standards, raising what you deserve. And then you get to a part where I feel like I've been at for like the past couple weeks, maybe month now where I'm like, I love the crap out of who I am. I've never been like happier with like who Sarah is and like how I'm showing up in my life. I have no pressure to be or do or whatever to be a certain person. I literally feel like I'm fully in a hundred percent myself. I've cut out people in my life. I've stopped talking to friends that I thought I've had, I'd have for the rest of my life. I've, you know, let go of people that I genuinely love to death, but it's because they were, they weren't, they were overstepping their boundaries. They weren't, um, you know, appreciating me. They weren't, making me like a better person they were pushing like me into myself and making me feel insecure and biggest thing that is like you can't let other people determine your worth and once you start once you stop letting other people determine your worth and the way that you should feel that's when you're going to start feeling like the most like you you've ever been yeah I agree like I was just going to say, honestly, it hasn't been until like this, this month that I have felt like completely back. I don't want to say back to normal because I'm definitely different than I was in August, but like back to like myself and like the best way possible Um, from August to December, it was just a lot for me. Like personally, I had a lot of stuff going on. and I just didn't feel like myself, you know, um, just like, I felt like I just had a lot going on. So I felt like out of alignment and just like different stuff going on, you know, December was good. Cause it was like closing out the year and like reflecting a lot. Um, and, uh, towards the end of December, I want to say like, I was, I was feeling good, but then once I got back into the routine here, got back, started a new year, I was like, okay, like this is the first time that I felt like you know, work drive and ethic is back. Like everything is so good. And it was just because again, like I just had a lot of stuff that I had to work with because I had a lot of changes that came up. Um, and like Sarah said, like, it doesn't take a couple weeks 
um, it definitely can take a couple months. Like I felt like I was in like a slump. I felt like I was stuck um, in a way too, um, both like business-wise and like personal-wise, I just felt stuck. Like I was just stuck, you know? Um, yep. So it's okay to feel like that, but then just make sure that <clears throat> you're acknowledging why you're feeling that way and that you can still see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, for me, it was just like, if anything, when you're going through the hard stuff, it really makes you confirm how passionate and how, you know, driven, driven and just like, um, stuck you are to what you want to do, you know, cause if you don't, or you don't hold the confidence to yourself again, cause like for me, what stuff that I started doing, it was like, yeah, I could have just like easily like quit because I, you know, didn't get approval from certain people. And it's like, I could have just stopped then. But then again, that also leads back to you breaking down on, on your boundaries again, and people not taking you seriously either. So I would say that's the most pivotal moment that you really need to stick down to what you believe in and what you're doing um, is in that moment when you get the negative feedback from people and maybe they don't like agree with you fully or what you want to do. That's the time where you really have to stand firm in that and show up even at a greater degree, even if, um, you know, it's really hard for you and you're, you know, a people pleaser by nature. And that's super difficult. That was definitely something I went through where it was just like, oh, I just don't even, you almost don't even feel good for doing the new stuff that you want to do. You know, almost a part of you was like, oh, is this wrong? And it makes you question, um, is this wrong that I want to do this or, you know, get into this. Uh, but at the end of the day, just realize that if you felt good about it going into it, it's just the opinions of others now that are like trickling in and Oh, yeah. um, that for you as well. And same thing for me. I mean, with relationships, as Sarah said, like for me, like I look at it through a whole different lens now, like going into this year, like I sat down and I wrote out new standards that I have for myself and that I will stick. And I've had like, again, already had some situations come up with the universe where I knew the universe was testing me and seeing like how well that I was going to stick with it. And it's just funny because like, I just have a whole other new level of standards of things, you know? Um, and I'm dying over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, true. it's so true. Um, it's so true. Everyone. Okay. Everyone on this podcast, like if you're ever, you know, having conversations with me or this or that, just know that Sarah knows. Cause I like literally, <laughs> but uh, I was going to make a joke to you at TikTok and be like, for any guy that like comes in my way, just know you'll have like Sarah to go through first for like evaluation pro- process. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, but for me though, that's just a big thing for me. Like last year, um, I had, I'm not saying I didn't have standards. I definitely did. But again, I just didn't know as much as I did about not just romantic relationships, like friendships too. Um, I wasn't as confident to stand up for them or to call things out. And now um, after getting more experience and realizing things, setting new standards, it's just like, I just see things different. And I've noticed that a lot. Like, even though it's the only second week into January, like I've noticed a lot more things. Um, like things I would have never noticed last year. So that's where, again, like you can look back and recognize like how far you've come and the improvement that you've had. And it's really freaking cool to see that uh, because then you're just going to respect yourself more and you're going to hold yourself again to um, a higher standard of what you're going to accept in your life and and what you're not, quite frankly, you know? And if people are going to say like, oh, you've changed or I know for women, it's like, oh, like you're a bitch or whatever. It's just like, okay, whatever. Like you just don't deserve to have that in your life, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think a lot of people, like if you're not 
constantly, if you're not changing kind of who you are every six months, even I challenge you to like, start like every six months, like ask yourself, like, am I, or every month or every three months, ask yourself, am I living my most genuine life as my most genuine self? And then ask yourself, what area am I lacking in? And then just start slowly working at it. Like it'll take, it, it takes time, but at the same time, like it's so rewarding when you are forcing yourself to grow. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like, yeah, like your, your life and the way that you want to live it and grow and what you want should be changing, I think too. So I think every six months, two years are really good point. Cause your, your standards and just what you want has changed. Like last year, um, just thinking back to this time last year, like if you would have told me that, you know, I had no idea that I wanted to like, for instance, like move to Nashville, do this, do that. Like, I had no idea. I would have never guessed Nashville at all. Like I had different, a different picture of what my life was going to look like, you know, or what I was going to do. Um, yeah. And then by the end of the year, it was like completely different plan, you know? Yeah. So always be like open to like, I, I truly believe that like the universe is going to give you the opportunities and take you places where you're meant to be too. And so really just always be open to like what that next phase of your life is and what's the next step, because you may have no idea or you may know what it is, but have fear behind it. But just know that like everything happens for a reason, like you're meant to go someplace, do something else, have different people in your life. They're going to serve a purpose and it's going to always teach you something along the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, What other questions did we have? I feel like that we really went off on like a good tangent. Like, damn, after that, like what, 30 minute answer or something. (laughs) Um, Good. Yeah. So, I mean, this one we got that's okay. This is definitely like a nutrition question. Um, Well, actually, before we go into that, okay, we'll do one more like lifestyle sort of question. Cause then after that, we have like a a hormone slash like weight loss question. Um, but we had someone and we get asked this a lot, like from clients or just like even people who potentially want to start their own online coaching business before it's just like, what is your like day-to-day lifestyle as an Mm -hmm. online coach look like? What are your tasks and doing? And I think this is going to be super cool because obviously, um, Sarah does like a lot more coaching than I do. So her day-to-day and her lifestyle is going to look a lot different compared to mine where I, I still do coaching, but I definitely do a lot more of like the admin work and like behind the scenes, like, you know, calls and everything like that. So I think it'll be interesting for us to kind of, we'll have similarities, but we'll be different too. Yeah. I feel like, I think for both of us, we can both say not every day is the same and not every week is the same. Like there's tap, like I see it as more of like, there's tasks that I need to get done, um, throughout the week. Like, I don't go like, Oh, Monday, I need to get this done. I mean, I do have stuff on specific days that I need to get done, but for the most part, I'm like, during this week, I need to make sure I do this. And, you know, this needs to be done at some point or, you know, every week it's like, Oh, a different client wants a call on this day at this time. Um, so very different, but for the most part, like Mondays are check-in days with my clients. So I spend all of Mondays, um, replying back to my clients check-ins um as well as like every single day I try to show up on my Instagram or some type of social media I think that's a big thing about being a coach in my opinion I do believe that um which I've been slacking on this but like showing up on some type of form of social media and either just like showing yourself showing your personality um giving tips and stuff 
that's going to be a huge thing as to growing your audience and growing to your like ideal client for the most part. But yeah, um, basically every day I'm like, I, I tell myself that I'm on call for my clients. So if I get a, you know, a message from them, I'm making sure that I'm replying as soon as I can to them. Um, even on weekends, I make sure that I p- reply to them, even though I know that I don't have to. Um, it's just part of, you know, how I am as a coach. I want to make sure that with their lifestyle, I'm able to help them with their lifestyle, especially because weekends can be hard. But for the most part, it's just like doing lives, doing our podcast. Um, work. I write out all of our programs. So I make sure that all of our programs are up to date throughout the week. Um, and then as well, I'm also coaching in um, our assistant coach, as well as like working on like different things for our like academy. So just like random little things here and there throughout the week. It's not mainly like daily tasks. It's more so things that I need to get done um, within the week. Which is so freaking nice. Like that's where I know that we're just so blessed in that way because if we want to like get up at noon, cause like, honestly, when it comes down to it, I mean, besides the fact of like, even for me, like taking like sales calls at like a specific time, for instance, or consult calls. Um, it's just like, I would say Mondays are only like the check-in days are like the only like concrete, like it has to be done by this day yeah. sort of thing. Um, other than that, it's like, if for instance, you wanted to wake up at like noon and start work at noon and just do it whenever like you can you know or you can you know take the whole morning and like go to the gym and then go do this and that and then come back and start at like 2 p.m and then you get done you know whenever um that's the part that I really like is you can go and like get those tasks done like Sarah was saying um it's not like a specific day unless we have target dates of course but the flexibility of it is definitely nice um However, like I will say, I think a big misconception is it, it, it can look like from the outside looking in like, oh, like, that's cool. Like Alicia and Sarah get to like do whatever they want and then, you know, go and do this and this. And then they have this working business like, no, like it's it's a lot of fucking work, um, uh, especially I mean, for for my end, for instance, like I do check ins, like I still take on like a much like limited amount of clients. Um, I don't want like a ton of clients I know for myself, but then also I just don't have time to have a lot of clients on my roster. Um, and that's just for the simple fact of like doing consult calls, um, managing our Facebook group, getting more people into our group, nurturing, you know, people making sure that we're constantly pumping out new resources and content for you guys in that group, planning out my social media, which consists of like Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, TikTok, YouTube. Um, a lot of that is like a lot of work, but at the end of the day, like for online coaching, that's how you're going to get your customers and your ideal clients. Like Sarah was saying, like, if you, if you aren't showing up on social media, they're not going to know about your services, especially for us. Like we, I had like no clients when I started off, like we're both from the same small town. We didn't come from like, you know, rich families or like a big, a big name or anything like that. It was just like word of mouth in the beginning. Um, and then growing it from there. And so yes, like the time freedom is like the biggest thing that I love about having like an online coaching business. But if you still, um, don't like, I, I can guarantee you, I work more than, than eight hours, like in a day, like I work more than 40 hours in a week. Like that is so mm-hmm. easy for me to say. And so I, you definitely work a lot more, but the fact that you can do it on your time, like whenever you want, and we could literally 
travel whenever we want. Like we were just in Arizona together a a few weeks ago or like a month ago or so. Um, You know, we're going to be going, where else are we going this year? We'll be back in Arizona, uh, probably be out in like DC, um, different places like this year we'll be going, which is super freaking cool. And like, we don't have to ask to take time off. We don't have to clock in to work or anything like that, you know? So that's the biggest thing that that I love about it. Um, But overall, like my day-to-day is just the check-in days on Mondays. Usually I used to do my content. I tried to do it. Like I would always end up doing it on the weekends. And now this year, like a new standard I've set for myself is like, no, starting on Tuesday through Friday, I'm going to do like one social media platform a day. So on Tuesday, I'll plan out Facebook group content for the next week. Wednesdays, I'll do our email marketing content, you know, and just plan it out. So then I don't have to do that um, on the weekends. And so I try to do just one of those. And then I do like consult calls. Um, and then just for us, like right now, we're going to be launching our 21 day challenge on Monday too, as well. Um, and so getting people into the challenge throughout the day, um, calls with mentors, uh, just a lot more of like admin behind the scenes work, you know, so depending on, and I will say this, like if you're a coach or if you're being like CEO head role, like you're going to have different tasks on what your day-to-day is going to look like. And what I can say, the biggest thing here is lean into like what your strengths are. Um, if you're a really good fucking coach, if you're really good at like connecting with people, go all in with that in a team. If you love for me, like I love doing, um, like, uh, behind the scenes work and also like education content going on, doing live trainings. Um, I love doing like a lot of the marketing basically. Um, that's a big thing for me. And so I lean into that and I can go super hard. It's just like what Gary B says, like go double down on your strengths and then just don't even try on your weaknesses. Right. Um, and so that's the biggest piece of advice. And then that can dictate what your, your day-to-day is going to look like on the team. But yeah, it's just, it's so different every single week, but yep. um, yeah, that's kind of just the main thing I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. And it does help having like a team because Alicia um, has given me a lot of the stuff that she yeah. prefers not to do and just doesn't love to do. Like programming. And, yeah. And I love, I love programming. I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I love programming. Like I love like Alicia's good at like really good at this too but like I love going on my stories and being weird and being myself because like I do get a lot of like replies on that and like a lot of people have been like oh my god I love like I love who you are and that type of stuff and like that helps um that helps me connect as a coach to a potential client they see she's fun she you know doesn't give a shit she you know, it's just always showing up as herself. I want to have her as a coach versus somebody else who's selling stupid six week plans that aren't tailored to you or somebody that promises like, oh, you're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days type of thing. Like anything like that. They, I mean, even those of you that are like listening to the podcast, you know, that you connect better to somebody that, you know, you can either look up to, or you just think that they're just a fun personality and they seem very like, empathetic like they care yep yeah no I totally agree I think one of the best compliments I got it was this past week someone commented on my story and was like I just love how like real you are like there's just no filter and I was like that literally just made my day you know because I know for me in the past that that can be something I, I struggled with like in the very beginning was like feeling like I had to act a certain way as a coach or like a quote unquote influencer or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and just showing up and shooting the shit. Now it's just like, people love that way more, you know? 
Um, and so I love that. And then also I was going to say, and we have a, um, Heather on our team as well. She's so yep. fucking amazing at creating infographics and like Canva. Seriously. And no, Sarah, you're good at it too, but I, I she's way it. better. Yeah. Like she's like the best at it. And she just knows all of these techie things. And I'm like, I'd sit down. It would take me like two hours to do. She finishes it in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, so find your strengths. And then I guarantee you, like, there's a part that you can fit into the business and like provide that much more value. Don't try and like go in and be even like a, like a CEO, if you're just really good at coaching, like do what you're good at, do the coaching or do the graphics or do, you know, and just triple down and like what makes you happy, not what you think you should be doing to quote unquote, be successful, you know? So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Other question, which we'll combine these into two is we had a person in our Facebook group ask, what about, um, five, what about thyroid patient and PCOS? I assume they're asking like, what to do if you have a thyroid condition, PCOS. And then we thought we would also, um, cause this can be a big barrier for weight loss, fat loss. We thought we'd also talk yeah. about uncommon barriers, uncommon things that can affect fat loss that a lot of people don't know about, um, along with that. And so yeah. as far as like thyroid and like PCOS goes, I would say if you, first of all, if you've only ever had labs run like through your generic doctor, I would highly recommend going through like life extension, for instance, and getting a full panel. So then you can see how, how everything is, you know, get a really good look at everything, uh, work with someone who can accurately read those for you coach, you know, feel free to get them done and like slide in my DMS. I'm more than happy to read them through for you. You know, Jeffrey Sue's another amazing person as well, but just get a good reading of everything, you know, because if you have thyroid issues and PCOS, more than likely we have some other stuff going on too as well. Second thing is, if you have these issues, um, I don't know this person, obviously, and if they're on a good meal plan or workout plan or anything, but you definitely need to have a strategic plan for your diet and for workouts. Big mistake that people do is they have these hormone imbalances and they try to force their body into a dieting phase. And then they wonder like, oh, like, why aren't I losing weight? Well, when you have horm- um, you know, PCOS and thyroid that are like out of whack, and if your thyroid's like underworking or overworking, that can really affect your body's response. Like you need to work on fixing and optimizing those issues first before you go into even thinking about a dieting phase. Cause your body like more than likely is not ready to go into a dieting phase. And that's the biggest yep. mistake that people make is they have all these issues going on and they want to try and force waste weight loss on their body. And then your body's trying to tell you, Hey, I don't want to lose weight right now, which is why you're not getting a response. But then you try and say like, no, like, fuck you. I'm going to keep pushing and trying. And that could be a big reason as to why. So supplements, meal plan, workout plan. I could go two hours into that discussion. Um, but yeah. overall, like you need to work with a qualified coach, person that can do that for you. Um, that's going to be different for every single person as well, but that's going to be the biggest thing overall. You can still have success. You just need to have a strategic plan going into that too. Yep. Yep. And I think, um, along with those things is there's a lot of stress that you might not even know that you're under. Um, cause like she said, like you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to lose fat, but your body's like, I like, especially when it comes to like stress, your body goes into fight or flight mode and it is, it's going to fight against what you're trying to do. Like you probably want with all your might to lose fat, but I guarantee you it will not happen if your cortisol is high or, um, you know, your metabolism's off or your hormones are off and all that stuff. And it's like a lot of the times 
clients don't realize that they they could start losing weight when they start doing less, when they stop running five miles a day, when yep. they stop um, eating those stupid, you know, diets or eating like stupid foods that like, oh, keto fat bomb type of stuff or whatever, like things along those lines, like you got to reduce that stress. Stress is going to be a huge thing that people don't realize is stopping their progress completely. Um, as well as like birth control. And we've gone over this before, but um, some birth controls um, are going to stop you from losing weight slash keep you gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So those are like major things that, you know, you need to be educated on and um, kind of be steered in the right direction. And definitely if you are on birth control and you've been thinking about going off of it, talk to somebody who knows what the heck they're doing, because you should never just go off birth control, like completely cold Turkey, um, without any supplementation of any kind. Yep. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Those are really, really good points too, as well. Um, but just like some other uh, uncommon, like, you know, barriers to fat loss too, like Sarah already brought it up, like stress is probably the most common one that we see. Um, you can really just look at a client and their progress pictures and you can see if they have inflammation, stress, um, if they just look you know, just stress. Like you can literally look at a female's like midsection and you can tell if there's inflammation, stress there and everything like that. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Uh, sleep is another one. A lot of people think like it's super common to have sleep issues, like having a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep. No, that's, that's not common at all. Um, probably leads back to stress more than often than not meaning to reset your cortisol and your adrenals and everything like that. But you need to make sure you're getting like a very well-rested seven, eight hours of sleep. Um, and you're feeling really good every single day. Um, so stress, sleep, um, gut issues is another one, you know, constantly feeling bloated, this and that you could be eating quote unquote, healthy foods, taking a probiotic, but you could have severe gut issues. Even if you do all that stuff and take your greens powder that you saw on TikTok it's not going to help it. Like you need to take time to reset your gut, go through even like a potential like SIBO light protocol, things like that. Um, yep. so that's another common one we see too. Um, and then not pooping every day. Yep. Yep. Not pooping every day. That's another common one too, with the gut issues. Um, and then also, I think you brought this up too, but just like doing too much, um, that can be another misconception. A lot of people think they should go in and do all this cardio workout six days a week, this and that, when that is actually going to be like the worst thing that you could do to your body more often than not more common for women compared to men, men can take on more cortisol and stress compared to women. Uh, but for most women, I mean, most of our clients work out like three to four days a week. Um, that seems to be the, the sweet spot when it comes to cortisol and keeping hormones in check and everything, especially if you're working out really hard and you're doing some really, you know, hard strength training workouts. I used to work out six days a week for years, you know, and do that. I mean, not even counting like competitive years, like even in my quote unquote off season. And even after that, it was like working out like six days a week. Now, I mean, I'm doing like pole now and stuff. So that's different, but now I'm, I work out at the gym, like three to four days a week, you know, and it's proven to me that like, you definitely don't need to do that much to, you know, still keep the physique and get the physique that you want. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. Do you have any others that come up on your mind? I think that's kind of the biggest. I think we, yeah, we touched on a lot of really good ones. 
um, yeah. that are pretty common yeah, that people don't understand. That. We've said this before too, but of course, like not drastically under eating. Again, people still think that that they have to like cut out carbs or eat low calorie or when they're quote unquote dieting, they should, mm-hmm. you know, slash their calories in half right away. Definitely don't want to do that. You want to make sure your metabolism's good, food's high. Like, wouldn't you rather be able to eat a ton of food um, and do as the least amount of cardio possible and still lose weight compared to like drop it all down? And then sure, maybe you lose an extra pound that mm-hmm. week. now your metabolism's adapted to that and you have to keep yeah. cutting, you know? Exactly. Another thing um, which I've struggled with a client with is constantly checking your weight. Oh, um, yeah. that, that is very related to that stress piece, because if you might, I've had a client do this and uh, it's, it's been a journey, but honestly, she would check her weight every single day. And based on what her weight looked like that day, she would eat accordingly. So if her weight went down, she'll eat normal. If her weight went up, she'd eat less. And guys, that's probably the worst thing you could do for your metabolism, for your body, for your mental health is to diet that way by checking your weight and then eating accordingly or working out accordingly. Guarantee you, you're going to hold on to that weight and gain weight. um, And it's going to be a cycle for you. And you're going to have some mental issues you're going to have to kind of work through. Yep. I totally agree. That's yep. And again, been been there, done that too. Like I definitely went down that cycle too. And so just making sure that you first acknowledge that you're doing that is super important and that it's, it's not healthy. You know, that's, that's always the first step to it, but yeah, yeah, that was kind of the primary questions we had, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. Those are good ones. I know. Right. We went, we went like really deep into the first question. So that was good. I think that'll be beneficial, but yeah, let us know you guys, if you have any topic recommendations, as always, just shoot us like a message on Instagram. We'll link ours down below. Um, and then, yeah, by the time we release this episode, um, we will be starting our free 21 day challenge. But if you guys want to enroll like very last minute, shoot us a message on Instagram as soon as possible. We can get you guys enrolled last minute as well. Um, and our kickoff call will be that Monday night at 7 p.m. Central time. So, yeah, I'm good. Are you good, Sarah? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye.